the football pod. Booing and the jeering and the anticipation. And then as he strikes it, there's that intake of breath because he puts the bloody ball 14 uh, yards beyond. The, the second he hits it, I knew we were under pressure. Like. Subscribe to the football pod on the OTB Sports app now. Good afternoon, you're very welcome back to Off The Ball. Stephen Doyle here standing in for the first time on a Sunday afternoon. We've had a bit of build-up to the big game later on today, the All-Ireland Senior Football Final, of course, between Galway and Kerry. But uh, taking a little bit of the attention of the big decider at Croke Park is that uh, statement that was released by the Kilkenny County Board yesterday afternoon announcing the retirement of Brian Cody as senior hurling manager in the county. I'm joined on the line now by former Kilkenny hurlers Aidan Fogarty and Eddie O'Connor. Welcome this afternoon, lads. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. How are you doing, Stephen? Aidan, um, just to ask you first, uh, obviously an eight-time All-Ireland winner with Kilkenny yourself, 03 to 2014. You'd know Brian Cody inside and out. Um, I watched him last week. I was saying to, to uh, Colm and John just a few moments ago in the presentation for Limerick uh, at Croke Park after the final last week. And he just struck me maybe as a man who was kind of soaking up what he was watching and maybe using it as fuel for the fire for this winter, getting his team ready for 2023 and perhaps another assault at the All-Ireland. But he decides to announce his retirement yesterday. Is it a bit of a shock? Uh, look, Stephen, it is a shock, yeah, for sure. Um, I think every year, Stephen, for the last couple of years, there's always rumours or after that Ireland, will Brian Cody retire? Will he stay another year? And maybe two, three weeks down the line after it, you kind of hear maybe, God, I heard Cody is gone kind of thing, you know, and you kind of smirk to yourself and, you, and you'd say, yeah, well, I'm, I'm not too sure, you know. You, you'd imagine he would like to went out on top. Um, but yeah, look, every year is the same. But actually, when the news did actually filter through, there was fierce rumours there on Wednesday night, that was going to come out on Thursday and then nothing happened. I thought myself I wouldn't come out this week because, you know, it's not Brian Cody's style. He would let Limerick just celebrate um, their week they had after the All-Ireland. But then when it did come out, it was a shock. And I think everyone was a bit nostalgic. And I suppose myself personally, I was a, I was a bit taken aback. I just kind of, a lot of nostalgic memories came back in about the good times with the Kenny dressing room and how Brian Cody interacted with me and, you know, everything that went through them 12 years that I was on that on that panel and um, yeah I, I was very I was very shocked but in, in the same that he had to go at some stage so uh, he obviously called it uh, yesterday so it's uh, it's interesting the, the county's nearly in mourning now a small bit you know anyone who's talked they just, they just can't believe it and they're just talking about the good old times yeah, and there was enough mourning, I'm sure, being done after last Sunday. But interesting, you mentioned just your own personal relationship with him because I suppose from the outside, uh, we would have this view of him maybe being cold, hard and ruthless. And I suppose you need a bit of that to be a, a top successful manager in any sport, in any code. But I do get the sense there was an underlying warmth there for players who served under him and especially for such a long time like yourself. Is that true? Absolutely, Stephen. Look, Brian Cody, and he'd say it himself, he was never there to make friends. He was a ruthless manager, um, and he wasn't the best managed manager, in my opinion. Uh, it's just only from my my own view. You know, he was never the type to put the, the arm around the shoulder and, and tell, you know, best to look the next day. That wasn't his style, and and, and that's perfect. He, as I said, he wasn't there to make friends. But Brian was the soundest man you, you could meet uh, on and off the field. You know, he'd do happen for you. You know, I had interviews for jobs years and years ago. There was no problem there uh, giving me a good word. Uh, anything that he could do with it uh, off the field, uh, there was no problem. You know, once you're involved in that setup, he'd do as much as you can for him. But in saying that, it was never about any individual. 
The Kilkenny team was about Kilkenny. It was about the building that culture for Kilkenny. And no one person was ever bigger than the team, including management. And he would often said, players will come and go, but the one constant will always be Kilkenny. And I'd say that's in his own mind last couple of weeks, maybe, or even building up. I'd say he had a decision made before the Ireland final, uh, to be honest. And I, I'd say he just felt that it was a good time to go. And in fairness, he might say he didn't go out on top, but... He probably went out on a great, great terms. You know, he got mm. this Kilkenny team to an Ireland final and got us, got them to a real Kilkenny and a real Cody type of way. You know, he never, he never bought into kind of distractions. He always kept things really real, really down to earth. You know, he talked about. I was just thinking myself last couple of days about the speeches and how he, how he just kept things so fresh. But the thing, that how he done it was he just kept it real. He stripped everything back. Stripped it back to the basics, and you know you can go onto Google and you can, you can kind of look up all these famous speeches and things. But Brian just talked about what was happening in the moment, and what was the threats, and what wasn't the threats, and how Kilkenny were going, and what was involved. And he set standards, and he's and he brought Kilkenny to a different level, and he brought a culture to Kilkenny that was probably never seen before his time. You know, young lads holding hurls. Even the club scene, he brought everything together. As you talk, county uh, players sometimes can get ahead of themselves, but he kept them grounded. He said, if you're not playing well for your clubs, how can you play well for Kilkenny? He always gave the clubs two or three weeks. Back in, back when the, uh, the structures were small but different, we had three weeks off the club in the middle of championship now uh, as well. Mm. So he didn't care about injuries. It, w- it was always a rounded kind of um, a tone for Kilkenny. And as I said, no one was ever bigger than that jersey. And I suppose in my time, one of his biggest jobs was to keep Kilkenny grounded and keep players grounded. And you had all-stars coming in in January. You had hurled the years coming back in in January. And he always would have kind of mentioned it. And, and not sat us down, but he would just mentioned, I don't care about your all-stars. Last year is last year. We're moving on step by step. He didn't care. If you're cutting ribbons every day, you know, collecting whatever the case may be, you're hurling for Kilkenny. It doesn't matter what you've done last year. It's all about this year. Eddie, I was just interested to ask you, um, we talk or focus a lot, um, understandably, on Brian Cody, the manager. Now, I know he's obviously a good bit older than yourself, but do you remember him as a player? Did you come across him on the pitch? I know there mightn't have been too much. I think he was still playing club up, up until the early 80s. That might have been a bit too too soon for yourself. But his achievements as a player, I think with three All-Irelands, he was obviously pretty good. Yeah, I was I was lucky enough, Stephen, to have played on Brian Cody on a number of occasions. Uh, at the time, I was 18 at the time, and I was playing with Glenn Moore. I was, remember one night, I was I started as a sub, and I came on the team, and Brian was full back at the time for uh, James Stevens, and, you know, he gave me a, a rude awakening, but I'd echo what, uh, what Aidan said there, all about uh, Brian. He was played the way he managed, he was tough. He was fair, he was honest and, you know, and he showed all them characters when he went in to manage the Kilkenny team and, you know, I suppose people would say, I'd say there's a divided opinion out there now at the moment. Uh, a good lot of people, including myself, felt a couple of years ago it was time for change. We felt the team was getting a bit stale and, you know, while a lot of people are shocked maybe this week I'm certainly not surprised anyway I always felt and I'd always echoed the words of the late Ali Welch I remember one occasion we were getting ready for an important match and DJ Carey got injured and I said to the late manager at the time Ali what are we going to do next Sunday I said without DJ and he said look at Eddie everyone will be done without 
and while we can all bask in the great glory and the great moments we had with Kilkenny and with Brian Cody, uh, time changes everything and you know, Kilkenny will be strong next year. They proved in Dal Island Fine this year that they are on the road back. If they can unearth three or four more young players, I have no doubt whoever is at the helm next year, uh, you know, will get a very, very good tune. There is a lot, a lot of good players out there in Kilkenny. And, you know, I, I have no doubt that Kilkenny will be banged there next year. Yeah, and the thing is, Eddie, he really did turn turn things around. We look at where Kilkenny are now. He's left him in a better place. Um, as as was mentioned there by Aidan, the fact that you know the the culture of hurling really seemed to uh, grow even more in Kilkenny, if that's possible. But the hurling as a sport was in a bit of a dark place back in the, the late nineties when when Brian came in. Yeah, when Brian came in, and uh, you know the, the previous manager, and I have no doubt saying this, like the previous manager, uh, in my opinion, hadn't a clue what he was doing, and I make no bones about that. Brian came in and he restructured his team. He gave every player a fair crack at the whip. As I said, he his training sessions are legendary. If you played well in in training, as Saggy said there, you got your game. So it was up to each person then to perform in training. Whether you were a, a, a I would say that he managed the way he played himself like he was full back on the Kilkenny minor team in 1972 and he captained him and to this day which is 50 years ago shows the incredible man what he has done for, for Holland both as a player and as a manager and to me like he has left Kilkenny in a, in, in a very very strong position especially after last Sunday's performance and you know while I've heard people during the week they are criticising some of the aspects of last Sunday's performance why wasn't Walter Welch starters why wasn't David Blanchfield starters why was Adrian Mullen put in corner forward when he was going to get an all-star in midfield but on the sum of the whole in the last I'd say 24 years Brian have got it right 99% of the time like and he owes Kilkenny nothing and I'd like to wish himself and his family a happy retirement We'd absolutely echo that Aidan just to pick up there briefly on the training I was reading Dennis Walsh's piece in the Sunday Times this morning and he quotes Brian Hogan as saying uh, players were being assaulted in matches so what can you tell us about that? <laughs> yeah um, uh, the training sessions they were gassed to be honest Stephen you know it is um Definitely wasn't the place uh, for forwards anyway, that's for sure. He, uh, you'd, know, you'd know Brian played full back for Kilkenny, but uh, the, the thing was, you know, like, I'd be marking Jackie or JJ or whatever, and they could literally cut the head off you, and uh, Brian wouldn't blow the whistle. And next thing, a small tug of a jersey, and to be a free in, you know, this this is what was going on in, in training. And and to be fair, look, there was there was uh, there was fights, there was rocks. I remember Dougal and Peter Barry going at it one night, uh, full blown boxes in the middle of the field. And next thing, they just picked up a hurls and started hurling again, you know. And uh, that kind of fed into the kind of, I suppose, the aggression that we we're trying to get with. And that fed into the kind of, uh, I suppose, playing on the edge that that Kenny team always did with Brian, you know. And he, like to, to his gas, he, he'd be talking no stupid fouls, and you, you'd be assaulted inside in that forward line, and, and he pulled for a, a stupid jersey, or you know. And, and we'd be, we wouldn't talk back, but you'd look at him and he'd just say, "Don't do it," you know. I, I remember a time, Jackie. Uh, he was, I think he was assaulting Eddie Brennan altogether, but he gave no free, but he talked to me at half time and just said, look, you just can't do that. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just the, the, the smallest things, but that's what he wanted. He wanted us to play on the edge and that, that, that was his type of uh, management style. And as I said, 
Freeze were few and far between in training. I get the feeling though as well that he was able to make complicated things very simple. He, he spoke about after the talking about the '99 final against Cork and uh, you know Kilkenny were leading by four points, but Cork just chipped away and chipped away. And he said after he said about this particular match that there was no kind of feeling of well you know we were hard done by or anything like that. It was that the only reason the other team win is because they're better than us. It's because we're not as good as them and we have to do something about it. That's it, yeah. Look, Brian, he never make excuses. And I think half of that was maybe for the media maybe as well, Stephen. You know, he didn't want to be kind of in the papers giving out about refs and giving out about that. That wasn't his style. But he kept it really basic. And even if you talk about tactics and stuff over the years, they were saying, Brian, don't do tactics. But he subtly did. And everything he did was kind of subtle. Every three or four years, he changed physio teams. He, he changed selectors. He keep things fresh. He might add a player here and there onto the team. You know, I remember in 06, the forwards, there was just one little tactic. Uh, forwards just pull out, put pressure on the backs out the field. We were zonal against Tipperary one time. In 2011, we went one-on-one. You know, just, just small, subtle changes. But I think um, the big thing for Brian was that he never wavered from his beliefs. So his core ethics and his core beliefs in work rate, in the simple ball, in your touch, in your like he was a fan of the long ball to the square there's no doubt about it you know it took him a while to even change that over the years mm. and you, you'd wonder in the Ireland you know Eddie touched on already a small thing maybe on puck outs and we could have won that game you know but that wasn't Brian's style and fair play to him you know because he got, got a bit of criticism over the last couple of years about we're not changing our style but uh, and we're losing matches you know and, and one of the biggest things on that was puck outs and was long balls to the square but if you think about it, the two goals we got in Ireland was a long ball into Walter Welsh and, and it broke and we got and we got a goal from it like so these are the things and I suppose he's retiring he has left Kilkenny in a good position but in saying that Walter Welsh Richie Hogan these lads coming on these are probably the latter stages of their years as well um, and, the, yeah. and these are the guys that were coming on if you look at Limerick it was the younger uh, type of a substitute coming on and they were making the difference you know so there is a lot of players maybe coming towards the end-ish as well but in saying that he has left them in a decent position Briefly briefly, Aidan can you tell me who you think might come in next Ling, Brendan Sheff and some of the names being thrown around Yeah look it's a lot of talk I suppose about who's next and all that um, it, look it won't go outside the county Kenny don't do that it'll be inside the county you have to say a front runner is nearly Derek Ling what, he, what he's done with the under 20s um, Eddie Brennan Mick Fenley, uh, no, just talks about Henry Shefflin. Uh, I don't know if he'll go after a year in Galway. I suppose you see him having Colin Bonner. You just don't know, but definitely stay inside the county. Um, my own clubman, as I said, Derek, uh, even with a great chance. And I suppose the thing with that, um, as sport, as sport is fickle, and whoever goes in next is going to be under serious pressure from the support, really. And it's nothing got to do with the manager. It's just the, the style over the years. Like if you look at it, Kilkenny, we're lucky even to come out of Leinster maybe this year at times. You know, and next in the Ireland final. So, yeah. look, it's hard to know, but there's a few names in the pot. Absolutely, Aidan. Well, listen, thanks a million for your contribution on that. Eddie O'Connor, thanks a million for joining us as well, talking about the uh, retirement of Brian Cody.